Welcome back to Worship Weekly. This week is a little something different. We've got Reverend Jackson giving his testimony. This will be the first of two sermons this week and next week. And we're going to forego the music this week and next week just due to the length of the sermons. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share it with someone else. This is Reverend Danny Jackson. I'm speaking about my testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was raised in Tioga, Louisiana. My daddy was a used car salesman. He brought up a piece of property in Tioga and took and cleaned it up with trees. And then he started a car business. We had the only car business in Tioga. That was for years. My daddy knew how to sell cars and knew how to buy cars. He taught me how to sell them. He taught me what it was to be a car salesman. I went to school in Tioga. High school. I uh, was 19 years old when I went into the service. I stayed in the service for eight years. Six years in the regular army. Seven and a half years in the National Guard at Beauregard in Pineville. I was raised a Roman Catholic. My mother was Catholic. My daddy really wasn't nothing, but he claimed to be Catholic. He gave to the church once a year. After school, when I was in grammar school, I used to go after school and go to the Catholic church that was right there by school and took catechism for several years. I was a lector in the Catholic Church in Tioga, Sacred Heart of Mary. I led the Mass Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. I had a lot of Baptist preachers and a lot of Pentecost preachers, Assembly of God preachers, come to my house and sent me to hell. Most of you Baptist church preachers sent me to hell because I was Catholic. They, one Baptist preacher got in my house while I was eating dinner one day from the car lot and brought a big King James family Bible. He said I was going to hell if I didn't buy that Bible for my wife. I told him, I said, sir, I said, I'm eating dinner. I said, get your Bible out, read a verse of scripture. And I took my Blu-ray version of the Bible and read the same scriptures, meaning the same thing. And I told him, I said, you see that screen door right there? I was living in a trailer house. And he said, yes. I said, if you don't go through that screen door in a few minutes and get your car to leave here, take your Bible, I'm going to throw you through it. And he got up and left. I have a many of Baptist preachers come to my car lot. Sent me to hell because I was Catholic. Wasn't going to hell because I was Catholic. I'm going to hell because I wasn't saved. I thought I was. I had polio when I was 12 years old. I remember at the polio center at King Rands in Alexandria, Louisiana. 
where Rapids General is now. I was in it. My daddy and mama used to come to it, to the door, and they had a little window there. They could look in and tell me hi, and they loved me, and I'd try to wave at them. I was paralyzed from my hips down. I looked at that room and seen all them kids moved around on them beds, and I had a moving bed, and it moved me around because circulate my blood. I looked up to the ceiling of that room one day, and I said, Lord, if you'll let me be normal again and let me walk like the rest of these kids, I'd be glad to serve you the rest of my life. I went through a lot of therapy at the hospital, and they it was hard, and it was tough on me. But they finally got me where I could walk again and move. I went to school and I couldn't play with the kids because I was paralyzed. And I just prayed. I said, Lord, let me be normal again. And he let me be normal again. And I went through school. And then I went to a Air Base Road Baptist Church. Reverend Joe Sharp was the pastor in a revival. My wife wanted me to go to. I was 31 years old. I went to my church. She went to her church. We didn't fuss about it. I led mass Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I gave communion, Lord's Supper. I done the whole nine yards, the 14 stations of the cross. I done it all in the Catholic Church. I even went to Opelousa, Louisiana one time for the Catholic Church with a bunch of friends of mine. One of them was a man that financed my cars for me. He had a finance business. And they took us in a, called us angels. They took us in a little chapel and they had a statue there. And they had a, around that statue where you could kneel down. Bannisters. And we had to kneel down and talk to that statue. I told them that was crazy. I wasn't that stupid. I wouldn't do that. That statue was dead. And they locked us in that room with the, with the priest at the door. They wouldn't let you out until you talked to that statue. I stayed there all day long on my knees. That evening, that man stayed with me. And that man had financed my cars. He said, Mr. Jackson, he said, I'd tell you what I would do if I was you. He said, I would make like I talked to that statue while we can get out of here. I'll talk to it, but you try to act like you're talking to it. They'll let you out of here. We can go home. We don't have to come back. And that's what I did. I uh, asked God to forgive me that I wasn't talking to that statue meaningly, but I was talking to it because I wanted to get out of that room, that little chapel. When I act like I was talking to that statue, that priest let us out of that room. And he told me when I left her that I was a bad Catholic and I was going to hell because I didn't believe what they believed. I come back home and told that priest at my church where I was going. 
And he said, well, don't worry about that man. He's a Spanish come out of Mexico. He's caused a lot of problems down there with families, especially a lot of women. And then I kept doing the services at the church. And then my wife had that revival going on at church that begged me to go to Brother Claude Bonham in Texas was preaching the revival. And he said he went to Mexico and he had a film that he showed the church and I watched it where people was crawling on their knees up some stairs and talking to a statue. And I told him that was a lie. I got up and I told my wife when we started to go out, I said, that preacher on what he's talking about. Catholic Church don't condone that. We got to the door and a preacher's wife was behind me and heard what I told my wife and called and said, Mr. Jackson, what was you going to tell this preacher? And I said, I'm going to tell him off. So I got to the door and said, what did you want to tell me? I said, you're a bald-faced lie. The Catholic Church don't condone what you say showed up there. And then I, he told me, he said, come in this room, let's talk to you. We went in that room and talked to him a minute. And he said, when you go back to church again, ask your priest if that's so. And I said, I'll be there tomorrow night. That was on a Tuesday night. I said, I'm going to tell my ask my priest that. So after services the next night after Mass, I asked the priest that calling him up. And I said, we don't do that, do we? Don't believe in that. He said, yeah, the Catholic Church does believe that. In Mexico, then people are stupid over there. They don't know nothing. And they do crawl up them stairs and talk to that statue for salvation. I said, sir, that's straight out of hell. I told that priest that. I said, I'm going back over at that revival. And I'm going to apologize to that preacher. Because I told I chewed him out and told him he was a liar. A bald-faced liar. So I went back Thursday night and told that preacher I apologized to him. And he thanked me for it. And I went Friday night. Saturday night, I had something happen to me never happened to me in my life. I was hanging on the pew, standing up at the uh, invitation and I grabbed that pew and twisted it. I couldn't sit still. My feet began to move. My feet walked me out to the aisle and I looked down at my feet and I wasn't moving them. They was moving me. I went down to the front, got on my knees and talked to the preacher. He showed me how to be saved. I wasn't for sure that I wasn't saved already. I thought I was. But I found out several months later that I wasn't. I got saved that night. He baptized me Sunday morning. Sunday night, I had a burden to go back to the Catholic Church and work the Mass. So I told my wife, I said, I'm not going with you tonight. She cried and begged me to go back. You don't need to go back at the Catholic Church. I said, I'm going back to work the Mass. It's what I've been doing all my life. So I went back that night. The priest was smoking a cigar. He asked me if I was ready to work the mass. I said, yes, sir, I am. He put his cigar out in the flower bed in front of the church. Then he turned around and walked in the door. And I walked in behind him. Had a heavy burden that I've never had before. 
the Holy Spirit, when I walked in that church, spoke to my heart. said, you can't come back in here. That's idolatry. So I turned around and went back. I went to my car lot next morning, Monday morning, and the priest came to the car lot. He says, Mr. Jackson, he said, what happened to you last night? I said, well, I left there. He said, why'd you leave? He said, I got up to the front. You was walking behind me. When I went in, and when I got up there, you was going. It took me 15 minutes to get somebody to take your place. What in the world were you doing? Where did you go? I said, I went home. I couldn't, I couldn't do that no more. Why? I said, when I walked through the door, the Holy Spirit told me that's idolatry. I couldn't go back in there. And I said, I turned around and went back home. And I said, he said, well, God bless you. And he grabbed me and hugged me. I said, the Lord did bless me. I got saved. He said, you're coming back. I'm going to hold your place open for a year. I said, you give it to somebody else right now. Because I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back, something like that. And then I went to that church, and they taught us how to take the Bible and lead somebody to Christ. And I took my Bible a month later. I went to the Catholic church. I run the priest through the church to the rectory in his office. He sat down behind a big table, big table there. And he looked at me. And I witnessed to him for about 30 minutes. Told him he was going to hell if he didn't get saved. He told me this. I said, why wouldn't you want to get saved? I don't understand that. He said, well, the Catholic Church brought me into the world as a baby. They helped me to grow up. They feed me. They clothe me. I got money in my pocket. Got a place to sleep. I've got a car. They gave me everything I ever needed. Insurance, hospitalization, and everything. I wouldn't trade that to get saved and get out of the Catholic Church. I said, I ain't trying to tell you to get out of the Catholic Church. What I'm trying to tell you, you need to get saved or you're going to bust hell wide open. He told me this. He said, I'd rather go to hell. Lost as a Catholic than to change. My heart. And I looked at him and I left him some tracks. And I looked at him and told him, I said, that's exactly where you're going. Straight to hell. Because you rejected Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. A little, little year later, I was in the woods. Squirrel hunting and a new dog I bought. And the dog left me. It got real, real silent in the woods. You could have heard a pin drop. I looked around. I said, man, what's going on? I got down on my knees and took a bunch of leaves and did like uh, Gideon did. I raked me up uh, some leaves and I began to speak to God. I said, God, I, I stood up and I said, Lord, I know you're trying to tell me something. What are you trying to tell me? I run out of fleece. And people say you don't use a fleece in this day and time. But I put out my fleece, and God answered it. The sun came down. I was looking at it, and I thought I couldn't look at the sun. I looked directly at it. It came over and hovered over the treetops. And I looked, and I said, Lord, this can't be true. And I could feel the power of God going through me. He filled me. 
but to buy her God. And he told me, he said, I want you to go to college because you don't know nothing. I want you to be taught. Then I want you to pastor churches. I said, Lord, I'll do anything you want me to do the rest of my life. I done told you that. And I uh, put my head down and was crying. I looked up and the sun began to go back up in the sky. I couldn't see it. It blinded me. And it finally got all the way up and it stopped. I scared the living daylights out of me. I got my shotgun. I run to my truck. The old dog was in the back of it already laying down sleeping. I got in and went home. It was a month later before I told my wife what actually happened to me. And I was reading scriptures one day and I seen about the son of righteousness. And I said, that's what I seen. The son of righteousness met me there in the woods, called me to preach. I told my mama, I said, Mama, I'm going to shut the car lot down. I'm going to give you all the money out of it to take care of you. And I'm going to college. I'm going to uh, try to pastor a church. Wherever I pastor, you're welcome to come live with us. And so my wife said, I'm not going. I want you to get saved, but I didn't want God to call you to preach. I said, baby, I'm going to college. I packed my suitcases, and I drove into Menden, Louisiana, and went to college. My pastor took me to Texas. I didn't feel like that's where God wanted me to, to go. So I went to ABA College in Menden, Louisiana, American Baptist Association. I stayed in there for a year, a little over. I went there and they taught me how to study the Bible and taught me some of the Word of God. I disagreed with some of the people. They taught soul winning, but none of them ever wanted anybody to Christ. They said the only way you get saved under preaching in the church. I've wanted lots of people in their homes, in cars, in the back of my truck, on the ground in the woods. I've won people all over the place to the Lord. Then I want you to know that you can get saved anywhere, whether it's in an airplane, automobile, or a boat, or a submarine. So when you come to realize that you're a sinner, you ask Jesus to forgive you your sins, you ask Jesus to come to your heart and save you. I've been pastoring for about 43 years. I'm disabled now. Got braces on both of my legs. Got a bad heart. My wife's got a bad heart. But we still witness for Jesus. I still give out tracts. I still preach when i am got a chance to preach at a church. I've pastored several churches. I built a big church at Johnson City, Arkansas. Right below El Dorado, Arkansas. I was there 14 years and built a church out of nothing. When I went to a millionaire, Mama gave me an acre of ground coming in junction on 167. Said you can have that for a church. I went to her son's house three times before I caught him. And I finally caught him at supper time. He got up. He asked me out of his house three times. He said, I'll starve you to death. He said, I'll see you dragging your suitcases with your family behind you, starving to get out of this town. You won't get no money from the bank. I own 51% of it. I want you out of my house. I finally went out of his house. I told him to come out here. I'm going to show him something. I said, look up and see what you see. He said, stars and the moon. I said, you know who they belong to? I said, God Almighty. He said, I. I know that. 
I said, let me tell you something, sir. You're not fighting me. You're fighting God. God sent me here to build a church. I'm going to build a church whether you like it or not. He said, you're not in this town. I'll see to it. So next morning, that night when I got home, his cousin called me. He said, I understand my cousin told you he was going to run you out of town, starve you out. I said, yes, sir, but he's not. He said, I won't let you know something. I got 180 acres inside the highway over there by your house. I want you to meet me at 9 o'clock in the morning. I want to go over and show it to you. You can have an acre for 99 cents for a year, as long as you want it. If you build your crowd, I'll sell it to you. I said, I'd be glad to do that. I went over and picked that one with a driveway in it. I was selling cars at Mark's company in Elevate, Arkansas. I had to live. I had to go to school. I was going to school three days a week when I lived in Mendon. When I moved to Johnson City, I was going all day from Tuesdays all day long, from 8 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock at night. Then I drove back home after that. And I was studying late at night, though, trying to get some education. And I won't tell you something, it was tough. God took care of me. Began to build that church. I told that man I worked with at Ford Place, I need somebody to stand. I need a building, 16 by 32. They want $2,000 for it. I don't have the money. I need to get a loan. He said, I know the loan man at the bank. I'll go with you at dinner. I'll get you that loan. We went over at dinner and he introduced me to the man at the bank in Eldorado, Arkansas. The man said, we'll loan you the money to get that building. I said, I want it. I got the money from that man, from the bank. I went straight from the bank to the man that got the buildings. And I told the man, I said, here's your money. I want that delivered on my place tomorrow morning. I'll be waiting on you. He said, it'll be delivered. And he got that 16 by 32 building, metal building, brought it out there and set it up on blocks. And then I had to dig a hole in the back because we didn't have no toilet facilities. And I had an out toilet. And I lost some of my dignified people because they wouldn't go to the out toilet. But most of the people stayed with me. I had an old lady at another church I pastored for a month or two, built it up from 15 to 45. And they didn't want to listen to me too much. God told me to leave it after I preached a message that Sunday morning. And I started at my house. A man let me have a building, an old house, before I got that metal building. And he said, you can have it as long as you want to, preacher. And he sold out front of me the next month. That's when I had to get that metal building. And we began to metal building. I began to go after teenagers, young people, began to bring them to church, bring them in my car, bring them in, the, in our cars that we brought them to church. After a while, we was running 30, 40, 50 people. After a while, first year, we run 125 people in that metal building. And I'd put cement in the back and put two rooms in the back for Sunday school classes. And some of the people would sit there and listen to me preach. Some would go by the windows and open the windows in that metal building and then listen to me preach. We built that thing up. And we stayed in that metal building for a year and a half. My preacher come preach a meeting for me. And he said, I don't see how y'all stayed there that long. 
I'd have got out of, out of it. And God told me, he said, I want you to build a building. So I want you to get out of that metal building. Please come back next week where we'll finish up the rest of the testimony and get back to our regular episodes after that.